Big thanks to our sponsors today at BetterHelp. Easy and affordable online therapy. Get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash Funches. That's BetterHelp.com slash Funches for 10% off. Big Red Doctor Thank you for those who watch on YouTube. Thank you for anyone who supports me. I truly appreciate it. Uh, if you want to see me live, I'll be in Phoenix, Arizona. This is upcoming week, Thursday through Saturday with Carmen Morales. I uh, will be in Chicago and Minnesota uh, with Blair Saki, Chicago at the Den and uh, at the the Varsity Theater in Minneapolis, Minnesota, the 4th and 5th. So please come out for those. Um, Loot, watch that on Apple TV. Plus, Harley Quinn is out July 28th, which is just a few days from now. So please check that out. Other than that, let's get to the podcast. You know how you wait. I should say how you support us. Patreon, patreon.com. Let's get better with Raw. Twitch.tv, Raw underscore Funches, if you want to play games with me. And let's just hang out. Let's get into it. I hope you're feeling strong. I hope you're feeling brave. I hope you're feeling loved and you're grateful for that love. I hope you're surrounded by people that lift you up and support you in your decisions, support you in your likes and dislikes, whatever you are into, that they are with you. And I love that. I'm mostly just saying that because I just went to Comic-Con and I love when you get to see a bunch of nerds together just enjoying what they love, things that I don't even understand because now I'm getting old. and I, It's just beautiful when you have a community of people that you can embrace and make you feel more wanted in love, and I hope you have that for you. And also, I hope you just have good family and that you love spending time with them. That was this weekend for me as well. It was just a trip with my son, Malcolm, as you know, he's 19 now. And we've had Teddy, who's three months old now. And it's just been a lot of focus on Teddy. You know, when it's going to happen when you have a new baby. And, and Malcolm's been doing a really good job of just being more helpful around the house and, um, you know, being more independent and doing things on his own. But I haven't had a, as much time to spend with him. So to go spend this weekend out in San Diego, and just do what he wanted to do and um, watch him swimming at the pool and video game shopping. Just spending time with the guy who uh, I've known his whole life and I've known most of my life now. It is beautiful. He's such a good, kind young man. And I love watching him be more confident and talking with people now, talking with strangers and feeling more comfortable with himself. And it's just it was a wonderful trip, and sometimes you got to do that. You know, you might not be able to travel overseas or travel even out of state or out of town, but if you got, you know, spend some time with your kids and, and just do something that they want to do and have fun and reconnect with them. I watched a couple hours of Yu-Gi-Oh! with my son, and it was a blast. I love it. I never watched Yu-Gi-Oh! I was, you know, I was a little too old for Yu-Gi-Oh! It was more... <laughs> His range, and it was just a beautiful time. Uh, other than that, we just still trying to find 
little pieces of treasure and little uh, nuggets of joy in this world as things seem to be rough and, you know, inflation and dealing with, with money and all that bullshit. Everybody's struggling with stuff. And it's just nice to have little things of joy coming in your life. And I went and I did an a interview with uh, Talib Kweli, who's a rapper who I really loved, especially when I was a teenager and, and early in my t- 20s. And it was really cool. I just remember times where I was struggling and working at the grocery store or working at a Lady Liberty tax sign twirler and listening to that type of music, listening to the Black Star album and just being like, man, these are the type of people that I, I, I get this. I get what they're talking about. And I love what they're talking about it. And it's cool to then meet them and see that they enjoy my work and the fans of mine. And, you know, to mention some jokes of mine that not a lot of people bring up. You know, a lot of people bring up the fuck Linda joke and all that. And he did bring up that one because it is a classic. How could you not? Uh, but he liked the joke about, uh, you know, the two different types of black people they show in the media. And that's like, man, you that and those are the reasons why I do that joke. Those jokes don't even hit all the time. But I know that those jokes will be important for somebody. And it makes me happy to find those people. And when those people are people that inspired me and, and, and got me through times. And so... Uh, it's just little things like that. Not even like, that's the other thing. The other side of Comic-Con to me is like, I didn't enjoy It's just how, you know, and everybody going to always say that the commercialism and the marketing, but it's like, I just wanted to even buy something. You got to reserve something a month ahead of time online before you can even buy something. I thought I'd do, the whole point was I could go buy toys and, and, and books and stuff that were fun and exclusive, but that's not even the case. It's just all this marketing and pushing and like ugh and it's like I don't like to consume like that and I hate it when people push it down your throat like that I want to love what I love and find it naturally and find it through word of mouth and find it through um just more natural than just being like hey oh you like this oh you like that so maybe you like this you like it's just I don't know it's just how I feel about that type of shit I'm sure I will go every year that they will invite me uh, but because <laughs> the flip side of that was that I got to see people enjoy Harley Quinn I got to watch the first two episodes of the new season and in front of people and it was super cool to watch people enjoy your work and um really connect with it and it's the closest that like working and acting and voice acting and stuff has felt like stand-up and so it was a pretty cool time um and it's just nice to have comic-con back because it made things feel more uh normal and i like that mostly everybody was wearing masks which i think should have been a staple at comic-con years prior to the pandemic just to help you deal with the body odor and things of that nature uh so and and, and that's always that's a secret plus of uh, mass that people don't talk about is just really helping you with stinky situations like over cologne Ubers or you know whatever. And now I'm just getting into hacky comedy. Uh, <laughs> uh, and speaking of Comic Con, I ran into this gentleman there who I love and enjoy, who is just killing it in the voice acting game one of the best and just uh 
classic. He's doing characters that we all love and enjoy, whether it's Puss in Boots from Puss in Boots, or it's Bugs Bunny himself from Space Jam or the Multiverses series that I've been enjoying. I think he does the Tasmanian Devil as well. He does so many voices, and he sat down with us today. He's a multifaceted renaissance man, also owns a clothing company, and it's just super cool to see someone... uh, uh, just having fun and enjoying life and making a living off of the things that they love, which is really what this podcast is often all about. So I hope you guys enjoy this conversation with my friend, the King of Voices. Oh, it's going to be a fun one, too. You're going to hear a lot of voices in this one. It's going to be fun. Enjoy it. It's Eric Baza. Enjoy it. Hey, Eric. How are you? Doing good. How are you doing? Is that a Lola Bunny hoodie? Yeah, you know, uh, I, I got to wear the uh, the uh, the su- su- support the retro kid uh, <laughs> the wear, wear the least selling uh, uh, sweater uh, just to get it out there. Uh, oh, that's one of yours. Yeah, yeah. This is this is a retro kid one. And again, we we thank you so much for for just honestly being like a, a fan and. Uh, and buying our stuff, uh, we should be sending you more things for free. In fact, we have a lot of cool stuff coming down the pipeline that I know you're going to love. Uh, so make room in your hoodie closet uh, for some for some retro ki- retro kid uh, goodies. Oh, I just love support, and I mean, one of my favorite things is just I love it when artists um, show their skills in multi multiple ways, um, and I I love that. I love. Um, fashion and then put out shoes and um, just I just like fashion so when I saw some of your hoodies and and that were just hearkening back to things that I love like the Inspector Gadget stuff or the Beetlejuice stuff which I love because both of which have two of my first crushes which were Lydia and Beetlejuice and Penny and Inspector Gadget love them both so (laughs) I gotta buy those and then just all the Canadian stuff with my wife being Canadian you know she she I didn't know that yeah oh yeah she wears the Mr. Dress Up stuff and um, she was she goes. She she was asking. She actually you're actually her like the guest. Every time I'm like, oh, who should I book? She she you're you're the first name out of her mouth because she's like a big fan of your work and um being from she grew up in Ontario. So she really mm-hmm. that's amazing. Uh, well that that is uh that that's just gonna be the entire uh conversation now. Uh, like uh, how did you guys meet? We and, met uh, on Bumble. What on Bumble of all places? Wow, I gotta, yeah. I gotta get on this Bumble. Maybe, maybe that's what we should. I do. was just stoned and playing around and thought that she was a fake <laughs> account because she only had one picture, and right. so I thought she was a robot. And for and actually, most people on this podcast before we got married, and I was allowed to say her name on the podcast, I would just call her robot on here because I thought she was a fake person, but she was real. I've been talking to a lot of my buddies who have been kind of encountering that thing where it's like a too good to be true situation. And then it, it just, it ends up being like a, a money thing or like, like send me money. Yeah. Uh, like, kind of like that. Or, or like, just like not a real person or a robot, but uh, look at, look at how it happened and worked out for you. Like, I mean, uh, married. <laughs> yeah. 
It turned out, yeah, when she turned out she was playing the long con. Is that she? <laughs> she's like, I got the whole bank account now. I, I don't need, need the, <laughs> I don't need the money. I just need the citizenship. I need to. I need a yeah. change of uh, change of scenery. That's Ontario. what she said. She, she needed more school shootings in her life. Yeah, well, <laughs> she got sick of shoveling driveways because of the snow. But uh, those school shootings—that's uh, oh god, oh god. Uh, well, sir, um, is this? Have we started already? Or yeah, we-, we pretty much started. I'll keep going. I mean, I'll have questions for you, uh, but I usually start the podcast. I mean, first, well, since we already started about Retro Kid, people should go check it out. And what's the name of that show? Today special, yesterday special. Which okay, one so is this is this is what's crazy. I talk to more and more people about uh, the Canadian uh, shows, and this is basically about you know. It's always been the motto and the the reason why Retro Kid exists is because it's to celebrate Canadian pop culture. Because, you know, when, when my good friend Steve uh, had uh, from high school, my good friend from high school had approached me about doing a uh, let's do a T-shirt company, uh, you know, well into our 40s. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, this is the the midlife crisis uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, if some people buy a car, other people start a T-shirt company in their 40s. Uh, I was like, well, that's cool. Like, uh, yeah, maybe we could do that. But like, what's our angle? You know, like everyone has a T-shirt. If you, It's hard not to log onto any social media without getting bombarded with all of these. Get this T-shirt. And some of them are great. You know, you get ads for T-shirts all the time if, if you like pop culture. And, and you, obviously, if, if you buy things. And and your uh, your web browser keeps track and gives you all those ads. Chances are you're gonna you're gonna get like a bunch of ads, and some of them are for companies that don't license their stuff, and you could tell it's like bootleg. Mm-hmm. And then uh, there are companies uh, that do. Uh, we are a very small company, but we actually do get the license. We do chase the license, and we do seek the blessing. Like you had mentioned, Mister Dressup who happens to be our Canadian Mr. Rogers, who's passed away. Uh, but yeah, we, we went out to the, uh, uh, the, uh, the heirs of uh, Ernie Coombs' uh, estate, his children, uh, to get their blessing. Because even if we had the rights from CBC, Canadian Broadcasting Corporation, we just wanted to make sure that it was authentic and all of our stuff, as you could tell, none of it is uh, untampered art. We don't, we don't, put hashtag YOLO above anything, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, we don't put any weird catchphrases. We just put like the art and, you know, maybe a few other Easter eggs in there for, for the true, the true fans to, to find. Well, it's appreciated. I know my wife loves it, especially, you know, being far away from home. Sometimes she just enjoys having those little nods to her childhood that weren't so, that I never heard of here. Yeah. So what I what I want to do uh, for all the wrestling fans, because as you know, being from me being from Canada, we are huge uh, into wrestling, and I know that's something that you love. Absolutely, uh, I'm still flabbergasted that you had Stone Cold Steve Austin uh, on your program, which is insane. Uh, first of all, like I, I've only ever seen him in the ring. You know, I got to sit front row at a Raw is War event, uh, a taping one time, and that was insane. But you actually had to, you, you, you got to sit and chat with the man for how long did you guys talk for? We sat, he's, he's here for a good hour and a half, just hanging out, drove up in a Ford Fiesta. It was a, <laughs> like a, I was living a childhood dream. It was the best. It was just like, 
here's my, and I knew it was such a big deal because my trainer was there working out with me and he was like, oh, I'm just going to, if you don't mind, I'll just wait until Mr. Steve Austin gets here. Oh, no way. Yes. He's like, I saw, I saw who's on the guest list for today. Yeah. Uh, a, a Ford Fiesta, not a not an F one fifty. No, just a little beater, and it made <laughs> me feel like you know it's one of those things where you're like, oh, so many people think you got to have these big entourages and all this stuff, and you're like, man, one guy, this guy was the most famous person in the world at one point, yeah. and yeah, riding around in a little Ford Fiesta. But it goes to show again, like I I, I listened to it and and what he was saying, you know, like the life of. Uh, and, and you could probably relate it being the life of a comic. It's like a, a gig to gig on the road kind of thing. You're kind of just sometimes, you know, at the very beginning, like like what he said, like kind of living out of a car or just kind of just like most wrestlers backstories. They're kind of like that, right? They're kind of just you kind yeah. of just are doing it for the love of doing it. Well, I think uh-huh. just like most of these crafts, it's it's when you get into it, it it's. You know, if you want to be like, I'm going to be super rich, there's usually a lot more clearer paths of like, I want to be an NBA player. I want to be this or that. But if you're like, I want to be a comedian or I want to be a wrestler or I want to do voices, Mm -hmm. it usually comes out of a sense of like love and a calling for it. Right. Because even at the end of the day, uh, and again, as you know, as a voiceover artist as well. It's not like, uh, you know, they're ready to give you the big bucks uh, up front. It's almost like they'll they'll ask if you could do it for, for scale or for just the regular gig. If it's just like a, a Joe job, like a nine to five, even if it's a guest spot, maybe, maybe if you're Mr. Funches, you'll probably get to quadruple scale. But uh... Oh, no, I get a lot. Trust me, I still do a lot of straight scale. <laughs> but one of the things I love about it is that... Um, one of the things that I wish happened in more jobs was just that what I love about voiceover is that you're there until you finish the work. You're not there for right. a set amount of time. Yep. If I can get, if I've studied my stuff beforehand and had a good grasp of the character and I go in and I can knock out an episode in 30 minutes and that's my job for the day, then sure, I'm only making scale, but I can go do so many other things that day. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, nowadays, too, it's kind of weird. Uh, have you been doing like a lot of uh, voiceover from home uh, much? No, not really for me. I did before, but, you know, I find that and I see you have such a beautiful setup. But um, with that, I, my, uh, my, I got, Van, my Van Nuys bomb shelter. You yeah. Know, every time I get a line wrong, these these walls close in like an inch, like I'm getting crushed. Yeah. You know, I want to sell a, a show and do a cartoon. And if I sell my own cartoon, then I will build a room like that. But yeah. until then, I've done a lot of medium stuff. And I just find myself when they're like, hey, can you adjust the level? Can you? And I, I got to go like, well, actually, hold on a second. I got to walk over to my computer and do this. And I'm like, oh, well, I don't I don't like this. I'd rather just go. I'd rather just drive over. Especially now, I live very, I live like five minutes from most of the voice record places that we go to um but i didn't even re- start my official way of starting this podcast and you're not gonna you're not gonna escape it i'm gonna make sure you get it eric, eric want- the reason 
the way I start this podcast is by giving you praise and by telling you why I wanted you on this podcast and why you were invited. And for you, it's for many things. We talked about how I enjoy your work with Retro Kid. I think it's very fashionable and fun and is perfect for me because I love a mix of cartoon fun, but in a shirt that an adult can wear, much like my Felix hoodie. Oh, uh, my God. So, so cool. And you do great work in that regard. But most of all, God, give this man his flowers while he's right here in front of me. You are the king of voiceovers. You are the absolute best working voiceover artist that I'm aware of right now. You do so many voices. You are so good at it for so many years. You are the voices now you're bugs bunny you're so many things and yet you're still such a kind-hearted and sweet individual and i've known you for so many years now and we met on puss and boots when you were uh uh puss and boots and i came in playing a cup of uh, a wizard mouse and at that time <laughs> Um, you know, I was very new to voice acting and sometimes I'd come in and work with people and they would find out that I didn't have, you know, necessarily training in voice acting or I didn't have multiple voices and they would kind of judge me on that. And what I love about working with you is that you always made me feel welcome and wanted and that I, um, like I added to things and that, um, and I could always like look to you in the way that you would approach things or in, in the um, professionalism that you had. And I'd always say that when it comes to like voice acting, you're the person that I look up to, even though I can't do other voices when it comes to like bringing energy levels and change and having this sense of uh, precision and perfectional voices that you're the person I look up to for that. And that's why I wanted to have you on this podcast. My gosh, coming from someone like you, honestly, I, I know we recall each other from Puss in Boots, but I remember seeing you, for the very first time, at least for me, getting to see you perform stand-up comedy live at the Steve Allen Theater uh, on the on the Mr. Lynch show, the, the Tomorrow show, correct? Yeah, Ron Lynch's shows. Yeah. I remember seeing you there, and I was like laughing i hadn't and and you know that show that show goes on forever <laughs> it starts uh it's you know much like snl it starts on a on a friday or a saturday and then it ends the next day but sometimes because that show has so many people uh so many great people uh i've seen on that stage uh you know speaking of voiceover and, and impressions uh melissa villasenor who's now on snl has been on that stage and of course uh kate Macucci, who we all know uh garfunkel and oats and then you uh and then you know i was starstruck when i saw you in the room at, at uh, dreamworks and puss in boots uh wherever we were recording uh, wherever in burbank that was and i always thought my god like this is like the perfect guy to do this job as I, as I see a lot of stand-up comics, because your job as a stand-up comic is to deliver comedy. Your job is to look at material, whether it's yours or written for you or, uh, or a, a feature or, or a TV show like this. And it's to give the room and those writers like as many different deliveries and probably ways of saying something that they even wrote that they didn't even, they didn't even think were, were possible until you stepped into the room. So I remember that day and I still have that photo. Actually, I should have, I should post it. Uh, it was me, you and, uh, Paul Rugg, R-U-G-G. -G. Uh, a lot of people automatically think it's Paul Rudd, R-U-G-D, <laughs> but Paul Rugg, as you know, uh, it, it was the, uh, co-creator and, and writer and voice of uh, Freakazoid that used to be on, uh, the after school block for Warner brothers, uh, back in the nineties. 
So I'm just in here, you know, in a room uh, getting to hang out and work with, uh, you know, someone from my past and someone from my present who who I look up to in so many different ways. And, uh, you know, I'm I am touched that uh, that I made an impression at all on someone that I, you know, that I look up to and that you've seen so many people I'm sure you look up to as well and have worked with on, on stages or shared stage time with, with other uh, funny people. But, uh, uh, I'm, I'm honored uh, to say, let's just say that I'm honored. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I have some questions that are probably a little rudimentary, but I, I think I'd like to get into them just because some people have asked me these things. And for, for me, it's a lot different when, when, um, when people find out I do voice acting, they're always like, how'd you get into it? How does this happen? And I'm like, well, my story is a lot different because I come from stand-up comedy. I don't do, I don't do multiple dialects. I don't do um, regional voices. I, I just have my I, voice in different energy levels. I was going to say, yet. Uh, like, if you want to, we can. But we- I don't want to, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> You're like. This is all I got, and that's all. It's fine with me. You know. Yeah. And again, th- this is this is the example, and and people always ask that question to me before. Sorry to interrupt. No, uh, you know where I was going. So go yeah, it's that, it's that question of like, oh, you know, we got these celebrities coming in here to do uh, voices, and I said, yeah, well, that's fine. Like, you know, uh, because I'm just like that blue collar voiceover guy. I always get that question, or that it'll eventually come up in a series of questions regarding celebrities and voiceover and the the takeover. And yeah, it's like, yeah, if you're a big giant studio that has lots of money, you want to do everything in your power to make sure that, uh, you know, uh, the kids will, will obviously be entertained no matter, I think who's doing the voices, but of course it's the people that are driving the kids to the movies, the parents who have the money to pay. And, uh, if you can attach some recognized names and trusted names in comedy, uh, then yeah, why not? Right. Um, but, uh, in that sense, there are so many great people within the world of comedy and especially, and it, it, you see it happen over and over again, like much like yourself or, you know, someone like Robin Williams or, uh, Seth Rogen or Chris Rock, who not only are they super funny and have been proven time and time again for decades, uh, their entire lives, uh, your entire life, uh, is that they have such great uh, you see, there are people like me who do character voices and they have voices with character. You have a voice with character. And it's something that I think can only be carved from doing a lifetime of stand-up comedy. Like, you know, obviously Chris Rock was born with that voice, but it took him night after night, you know, uh, SNL after SNL, uh, special stand-up comedy special after stand-up comedy special to find that voice and what works for him and how he says something. It, you know, same thing with Seth Rogen. It's like, you know, like, yeah, he has a funny laugh and he's got a great, obviously has a great sense of humor, but like that sound, it's like, it's so unique. And when I heard you do stand-up, you know, at the Steve Allen Theater, I was like, that guy should be in a sound booth with, with, <laughs> with you know, with your, with your persona and how you do it. But I'm going to teach you a dialect today. We're going to learn how to do okay. uh, some fun accents. We'll oh, we'll try. To, we'll, we'll see how it goes. No, it's going to happen. We're going to we're going to expand your vocal range today. And and you know, hey, you might not want to do it. That's fine. But maybe one of your listeners wants to see how it's done or you know, uh, I, yeah, like I said, I'm sure there's someone out there that uh 
that wants to see you try to do a Daffy Duck impression today, I'm sure. Okay, we can do that. It's going to happen, Mr. Funches, whether you like it or not. Woohoo! <laughs> now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. If you had a car, how well would you take care of it if you had to keep the same one your entire life? You'd probably take care of it pretty damn good. Well, that's how our brains work, so why don't we treat them the same way? We take our bodies to the gym, don't we? We make sure we work out, we do some yoga, we go for a walk, whatever it is, and it makes us feel better. And your mind needs the same thing. And there's plenty of ways to support a healthy brain. Learning a new language, taking a power nap, playing some Sudoku, and there's also BetterHelp Online Therapy. I love therapy. It's the best. Makes you feel better when you talk to someone. It's like talking to your mom for an hour if you've got a great relationship with her, but not if you don't. It's about not talking to her for an hour if you don't. Therapy is important, and BetterHelp Online Therapy is easy, convenient. They can match you with an online therapist, so it's as easy as quick as 48 hours, and you can change them up if you're not enjoying them. Change it up. It's like dating. Just because you go out on a bad date with someone doesn't mean you stop getting out there and trying to get it. Same thing should be happening for your brain and mental health. BetterHelp is online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat only therapy sessions. If you want to turn that camera off and be left alone, that's up to you. It's more affordable than in-person therapy, so why not take charge of your mental health today? Our listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash funches. That's better P.com slash Funches. How did it start for you to find a talent like this where you can, I always find it just like a classic or just, just straight up. And I don't mean to be dismissive with it, but mimicry to be able to do that is magic. And <laughs> to, for lack of any better term, but it is. And it's a gift that I think, I'm on the other side of the coin of where is my best gift is being uniquely me. Like I don't have, I, I'm the worst at doing impressions. We'll find out shortly. You will see. Uh, but I can do me very, very well. How do you, is it just a childhood thing or um, just give me a little bit on that path for those people who are asking, uh -huh. who may find that they have that gift themselves. How did you find it and then start to expand upon it? It will always go back to uh, that that time in our youth. If you did grow up in the 80s and 90s, where cartoons were only available on Saturday mornings, uh, Saturday morning cartoons. That was it for me. Uh, I mean, I loved obviously the uh, the toy company cash grab Mattel and Hasbro, you know, with GI Joe and Transformers and My Little Pony and Strawberry Shortcake and Jim and all those cartoons. You know, I was a fan. Ninja Turtles. You know, I like I like the toy driven shows. But what I loved the most probably was uh, when the Bugs Bunny and Tweety show came on. So this is like the 90s era syndication of cartoons that weren't, weren't really made for kids, you know? Like they were actually made in the 1940s uh, and they were obviously like in a different time, you know? There's, there's jokes in there uh, that wouldn't survive today. Uh, a lot of Eisenhower jokes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff that was like huh uh but then there's a lot of stuff that shines through that wasn't and it was pure fun and and you know uh still something that uh 
you know, I, I, I still love and, 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 and quote to this day. Uh, but on the artist side, even long before I became a voiceover artist, I started in my career in animation on the other side of, of, the, of the microphone and, and the other side of the glass. I was a, a character layout artist. Mm. I was the guy uh, that used to, um, uh, after a script was written, then they would make a storyboard, which is basically like a series of very rough drawings, almost like a comic book, a very rough comic book to kind of show you the beginning, middle, and end of a story. And then uh, my job as a character layout artist was to take those rough storyboard drawings and draw the characters in their final poses and then hand those drawings off to an animator who would then animate, you know, flip through the, the poses and do the in-betweens. So basically, I was like the lettuce guy at Taco Bell. So they would have the shell guy and then, the, you know, uh, they would put a little bit of meat, then I would put the lettuce, then someone would put the tomato. It was like an assembly line type job. Now you want to either be the meat or the cheese guy in that one. <laughs> or the sour cream guy, because he's, he's got the, he's got the got sour the gun. cream. Yeah, yeah. The gun. Like a caulking gun, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, even within Taco Bell, even within the animation department, there was this place called, uh, uh, you know, Scratch Dialogue Recording, uh, which is basically temporary dialogue recording. They get they get some schlub at the studio before they hire Ron Funches to come in and, and do the final voice. Uh, but I was the guy that would do the rough temporary voice for free. Uh, but be, they knew that I loved to do voices. So in a way, it was my kind of formal training uh, before I started doing voiceover. Um, but yeah, if we're talking about childhood, then it was Looney Tunes and uh, I would record it on uh, VHS. I would pause the drawings and I would draw the poses of Bugs Bunny and Daffy Duck. And then, of course, I would copy. I would uh, listen very closely, Doc, and try to do Bugs Bunny as best as I could. But I guarantee you it would sound like a 10-year-old doing Bugs Bunny. It wasn't until, <laughs> you know, every kid runs around the house thinking they could do these great impressions. Uh, and usually they get a good laugh, and that's what encouraged me to keep going. But it was not until high school uh, when they, they took the kid with ADD and who couldn't keep his mouth quiet to put it to use. Rather than scold me for being a loudmouth in high school, they said, why don't you go do something with your time? Uh, uh, do the morning announcements, you know, uh, do some funny voices on the PA system. So that's kind of how... For real, at that point in my in in my life, not my career, but like my my teenage life, I was like, I'm doing voices in front of an entire school, and then I would leave the office to go walk back to class, and and people would be in the hall and go, yeah, that was that was you, that was pretty funny, you know, like I would get compliments on my on my bad Homer Simpson impression. <laughs> All the specials in the cafeteria are half off. Oh, Homer, a pizza and french fries are bad for your heart. Yeah, so, uh, <laughs> Marge, but they're so tasty, Marge. Yeah, so I would do, like, these bad impressions uh, of your favorite 90s cartoons. And uh, if, I, if I got, like, a pat on the back, uh, that, that was enough fuel for me to keep going. Do you want to hear my Homer Simpson? Hell yeah. My bad Homer. And this is me trying my best. Okay. And I tell you, all my impressions are just me saying I'm the character's name. So, <laughs> here we go. Hi, I'm Homer Simpson. Hey, there you go. But here's the thing. Okay, you say it's your bad Homer, 
And people go, yeah, well, you know, I could see where he was going with that. But that already is is a completely brand new voice that you just invented. That sounds nothing like your speaking voice or the characters that I've ever heard you do in the booth at, at Puss in Boots. So already your voice demo reel today has increased by one voice. So nice, I love it. You throw positive. You always throw in positive. Oh my in. gosh, it's it's an original Ron Funches character that you just gave us. I know it was your offbeat impression of. Homer Simpson, and I was like, I'm like that too. I still have to say Bugs Bunny for you to believe that it's Bugs Bunny. But, uh, <laughs> but I love that. I love that. It's like you, you turn around, you fix your hair. My Homer Sim, my bad Homer Simpson. Yeah, <laughs> it sounded nothing like anything I've ever you he- ever heard you do. So congratulations, sir. You're Thank you're you growing. So much. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Eric. I appreciate it. Uh, one of the things that we like to do in this podcast is talk about goals. And you seem like you're such a multifaceted person. You have your voiceovers. You have your 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 t-shirt company. You have your own podcast, I believe, as well, right? That talks a lot about voice acting. Uh, well, I mean, it, it's uh, we're we're hoping to try to get. Uh, I I don't have a, an official podcast myself, but um, you know. Uh, there, there, there is some kind of show in the works that uh, could possibly be uh, uh, perceived as a, as just a show about animation. And I hope uh, when we get a second season, we can have you on uh, as a as a full guest. Uh, uh, but it's something that we're cooking up with uh, CBC and uh, this company that uh, I was working with, the Fathom Film Group in Toronto. Uh, but yeah, there, there's something that's 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 happening. It's it's less about the craft. Uh, of animation and voice work and acting and more about uh, and even less a nostalgia show and more about uh, deep dives into uh, heavy, heavy subjects like representation in voiceover, mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know, not just uh, from a cultural aspect, but, uh, you know, uh, identifying oneself as LGBTQ plus spirit uh, and, uh, you know, and uh, authenticity and casting and, um uh, sexualization, moral messaging. Uh, yeah. So stay tuned for that. Uh, actually it's called stay tuned. Uh, but that might be an exclusive for for you. I don't think I've ever talked about it to anyone. Uh, I like it. It's a great idea. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, our, our goal is to, and again, it's a, it's a Canadian, it's a CBC project. So they're more about like the education on this. Cause it's considered like a docu type series, but mm-hmm. It would be wonderful to get your opinions on the show. Uh, you know, we've had people on uh, like Chris Summer and Lamorne Morris mm-hmm. uh, talking about, uh, you know, proper representation and authenticity. And even not even just in the casting, but now the storytelling, how important it is not just to have the right person doing the authentic voice, mm-hmm. but writing the words and telling the story from what we really need is that person's point of view, their, their actual representation. Oh, absolutely. And experience wise. Yeah. You need people of different backgrounds at the highest positions of power in order for um, things to have authentic views and, and not just for so long you see um, at least, I'll, I'll only have, speak for, for me and for growing up as a young black kid where everything was a, a struggle-based story where you wanted to or you solved and saw, um, especially when I was 
coming up and doing auditions and had no name for myself where one of my least favorite things was I, I see like, well, like, oh, this black character that they've written is just a way for them to write racial and racist jokes mm-hmm. without being called racist because they can funnel it through a character who is right. black. Yeah, like we're we're the scapegoats, and it's like, well, hey, we we put a character in there of that culture, so of course it's gonna be okay, but it's not really. <laughs> no, no, because it's it never written. Like no one would ever talk like that. You know, it doesn't make it right. Uh, but yeah, um, it's it's that would yeah, it, it's it's. I hope it it makes waves or at least makes people think and definitely pushes the conversation forward because I feel like. You know, unfortunately, I feel like something bad has to happen for us to talk about stuff and continue to talk about stuff where it's like nothing bad should happen for us to like have to go out and protest. We should always be mindful of this uh, always, you know, not, you know, from, from uh, whether it's uh, from a racist or, you know, we're looking of uh, sexual equality and, and rights um, mm-hmm. and just recognition, you know. Well, I gotta say, um, and I'm sure you probably will just try to push this aside, but I hope you take some of this in, is that you're, what you do is one of my favorite forms of representation and to me shows progress. And I hope that you're in some forms proud of being an Asian American who represent you represent the heart of american culture and of the of being bugs bunny being daffy duck being all these characters that you are and then people who who can take the time who look you up who find out anything about you and then see that you're not some old 50 year old white guy (laughs) in and I know it's not like, you know, it's not like you're out there fighting on the front lines of civil rights, but I think just as a form of representation and just seeing someone just living and being themselves and then they are also, you know, and and and, and not so distant and in this in some places if the present where people mock you or are racist towards you to be like I'm fucking Bugs Bunny. I am American culture. I am American history. I hope that's something that you're at least somewhat aware of. Uh, yes, it's it's funny to think about it, uh, and especially in the times that, especially the year that it happened, like 2020 was like I started working on it in 2018, even before the pandemic, even before you know all all the the major things were happening in in our in our culture and society in the year 2020 and just before that and uh you know it kind of came at a time where i just think people were just so tired of covid tired of uh our, our last uh president or the last guy in office and uh, just exhausted and tired of just like speaking and just cries for equality and justice uh, you know, I, I, during the Black Lives Matter movement and all that stuff. And then uh, I think it just, at least within Canada, they were just kind of like bored with all the COVID stories. And I remember uh, they did this story. They're like, well, why don't we do this story uh, on this kid that's uh, this kid from Scarborough, Toronto, you know, Ontario. He's the voice of Bugs Bunny now. And yeah, I guess it is kind of funny when you think about it, because I'm only the sixth person to do it. And if you do look at the history books, you're going to see like 
five old white guys and then the kid from up, you know, Russell at the end there, uh, <laughs> you know, hey, what's up? Uh, you know, in the Boy Scout outfit, hanging out with five old white men um, with balloons. Uh, but yeah, it's, it, it's they, they should get arrested for that. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like something someone should be guilty. Of. But uh, but yeah. And again, in a career where this never really mattered, what you look like never really mattered until recently. Uh, when, when, of course, it's being abused, but like uh, voiceover in my mind was always like either you sound like the character or not. If you're doing a voice match, it, it didn't really matter if you're, you know, a white, black man, woman, because I mean, like even Woody Woodpecker was voiced by uh, Gracie Lance, mm -hmm. you know, at one point uh, at one point in time. And I would love to see another woman take over uh, Woody Woodpecker. <laughs> would be fun to see a, a lady do that. Um but yeah, with bugs, I, I was like, yeah, I mean, I was just more worried about, yeah, like making sure that people don't. And as you know, like uh, crowds today, they like to look for the loose threads and they like to pull on them until they go, aha, it wasn't the real thing. So I was more worried about that. And then, you know, when I talk to folks like yourself who, who do bring up like, yeah, you're you're uh, in a long line of like, I mean, because Bugs Bunny is 82 years old now in a long line of voiceover artists that traditionally would be, you know, a Caucasian male, like just from the track record, I've kind of broken that. It's kind of interesting. And I, again, if there are kids that do share this face uh, that are always afraid to use their voice, I hope I can be the beacon or, or kind of like a, a, a leader for them or inspire them. Or even if you don't share this face, uh, even if you see or feel uh, different, and then you see me, who is different in that lineup. Uh, th that uh, anything's possible if if you uh, just put your mind and your heart to it. Like again, I would have all of this Looney Tunes junk in my closet, or on my walls, or on my shelves, even if I weren't part of uh, the voice cast of Looney Tunes. Like I'm just that much of a fan. Um, I just hope that I I don't get canceled for not being a real rabbit. That's <laughs> <laughs> I eat carrots every day, like when I'm out in public to make sure that, oh, yeah, he's legit. He's not, uh, he's not fronting. It's fun. It, the voice just always makes people happy. That's a good, that's a good gift to have. Yeah, I, it, I'll tell you one thing. It, that, being a Canadian, it definitely gets me through U.S. customs and immigration faster because uh, they see my passport and they see the work visa and they go, Oh, 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 you live in the U.S.? I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm a, I'm a resident. Uh, I'm not a citizen, but I work in the U.S. Here's my work visa. And they go, what do you, what do, you do here in the United States? And I'm like, uh, I do voices for cartoons. And they're like, yeah, which ones? And I'm like, uh, do you like the Looney Tunes? And then they become like these like eight-year-old kids <laughs> eating cereal. And they're like, I could be smuggling a brick of heroin. <laughs> and they won't even care. Uh, thanks for stamping my passport, sir. <laughs> now, now I'll be searched every time I go. Uh, because I like I it. Yeah, but I just like imagine Daffy Duck and Blow. That's what yeah. that's. <laughs> <laughs> Old habits die hard. Yeah, like, <laughs> the women's underwear and his. Uh, uh, yeah, Johnny Depp. That's my name. That's my real name. Yeah, yeah. If there's any cartoon character that's on Blow, it's Daffy for sure. Oh, for sure. <laughs> What are your goals right now? And we're talking about whatever you're open talking about health wise, maybe um, with the uh, retro kid, maybe with just um, family yeah, maybe, voice acting, whatever maybe, you're maybe, working towards. 
Maybe doing less. Maybe doing I less. I love that. Yeah, maybe doing less. I think... Uh, My mantra for the year is less work, more money. It's scary. There it is. There it is. But I feel like you're, if there's anyone that could pull it off, it could be you. And dude, I want to get your your uh, your trainer's information. You're, you, you've, you've been looking so good. And, and the best part is is sometimes you say, you look great, and then it lasts for a year, and then everyone's back to themselves. But you have continuously kept looking great, and I'm sure feeling great. Thank you. uh, I call it the the two steps forward, one step back program. If you constantly take a couple steps forward and then fall off a little bit (laughs) and then go back a little bit, people continuously tell you you're doing great. That's the, the Paul Abdul two steps forward and two steps back. Yeah, that's the that's the Paul Abdul mantra. I'm mm-hmm. I'm like the eight steps back and then <laughs> 16 steps back and uh whatever happens after that. I, you know, uh, yeah, I, I got to definitely to do less to have more time uh not not to say that anything that I'm doing right now is lagging in quality, but definitely, you know, as a as a family man yourself, how do you balance it all with with work and and your show and then like going out and doing stand-up and you know like with with uh having the family like how do you how do you find that balance uh, you know it's difficult but i just try to make my own rules and i try to stick to them to the best possible effect is sometimes they get broken if it's a very big opportunity or something but for the most part um i don't work on sundays um and that's been a big part of helping the family because then they always know all day sunday i'm here and we can relax and we can be together and then i try not to do stand up on monday tuesday or tuesday so i just do my stand up thursday through saturday um i do my voiceovers Uh, today is just podcast day and i just try to um do not freak out. It's a lot easier right now knowing that my show's got second season. So that's helpful, <laughs> you know. But for the most part, I just try not to. Um, and, and my wife's become more aware of like, hey, you know, if I have a downtime right now, we'll spend as much time as we can together. And you got to be aware that it might mean in a few months you might not see me for a while, you know. Yeah. See, I, I mean, like, not only are you a family man, but you are a husband. See, that's something that I'm not. And, and you would think that uh, being uh, not married or in, in a relationship currently that I would have more time. But I just feel like, uh, yeah, I got to get back on some kind of uh, I can't use the I can't really use the pandemic as an excuse anymore to <laughs> not be able to do things because clearly people are, are doing things again. And uh, yeah, I think that that is something that if there's anything that I need to work on on myself is that, you know, obviously using the time wisely and, uh, and setting my priorities and goals straight. Why, where do you find that you struggle with it? Oh man, I'm like the ultimate procrastinator. I feel like as an artist too, it's like one of those things where it's like, here's the audition and it's due yesterday. And it's like, I I almost kind of need that pressure of like, Oh God, it's going to be late or it's, it's already late. Bad for the uh, <laughs> bad for the reputation, but at least as far like for me as an artist, I almost have to have that pressure, or else I'm not going to produce something that's like good or or something that'll stick out at least for a callback or something. Mm. And I, maybe I got to work on that. I got I got to be better at that to have that that better work upfront and not like late. 
People have now have this in, in writing and, and have video record of it. So they're going to keep playing that every time I show up to a session late or submit an audition late. I just set myself up. <laughs> yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. But I feel like uh, some people are going to let it go for you. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I bet you say that to all your Filipino guests. <laughs> but I know, I mean, I had that for a while and then I kind of switched to... Uh, um, no, like even in my emails where I'm like, I don't like, I like to be the least professional part of an operation, but to still have it be successful. And so I end up being like, let me get this done so I can get back to playing video games without yeah. feeling like I'm missing out on something, you know? Right. If I'm playing games while I have something to do, I'm usually like, oh man, I'm not enjoying it. So it right. just lets me be like, let me just get this done so I can get back to not doing it. It's, uh, the laziness makes me work hard. There you go. See that, that again, I'm, I'm learning, I'm learning more stuff. You're learning new voices today. I'm learning how to hone in on my procrastination skills. Yeah, use, it. <laughs> use it to your advantage. Uh, let's see. Is there any other questions I have for you before I land this plane? Cause now Oh, you just made me happy just doing fun voices and being a good person. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, you know, by the way, anytime I see you like just pop up into the scroll into the feed, it's like it's like those calm commercials that you see on television where they just it's like a, a, a rain coming through a window for 15 seconds or 30 seconds. And it relaxes you. And I feel that way anytime I see an ad for a new guest on your show. Oh, I, I love always, that. I always stop and go, oh, there he is. There he is. Ah, just let me. <laughs> just let me I love let being me, that for me. people, being people's but, Xanax. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, there's so much crap out there. And then I see Funches and I'm like, oh, okay, hold on one second. <laughs> let me Let me enjoy this. And then, okay, here we go. I love it. Is there anything coming up that you want to plug where people can listen to you or see you? Well, in the current timeline that we're in, we are uh, uh, a few days away from Comic-Con. Are you going to San Diego? Are I you will gonna be, be there? there. Yeah, you I'll be are? There. Yeah. Okay. Well, I would love to run into you. Uh, at, at, at wearing a mask and at six feet, I guess they're really harnessing down on this social distancing again. I love it. Making sure they're like, uh, how are, how are you even going to control everyone in San Diego this week? Get yeah, that. that's a place where you 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 get some type of disease at Comic Con every year. <laughs> yeah, even before it was the plague, I, yeah. I call it uh, I call it the company Christmas party where everyone <laughs> gets trashed uh, in San Diego, and then we all go home and not talk about it. But uh, I'll be there moderating a panel for uh for warner brothers it's to celebrate tweety's 80th birthday this year and i thought i was only two and a half years old <laughs> uh, and uh, again bugs bunny's 82 doc the best part about uh having fur on your face is it covers up all the wrinkles <laughs> so um yeah these are geezers uh, that we're, we're hanging out with these cartoon characters but we will be talking about um looney tunes cartoons uh, Bugs Bunny Builders, which is a new preschool show, uh, which I know uh, the younglings will be very happy to, uh, happy to be watching in your household. And then uh, 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 Tiny Toon Luniversity, which is the Ooh. reboot, 
the reboot of Tiny Toons. I and love yes, Tiny Toons. Steven Spielberg is behind this as well. He's he's definitely looking at all the storyboards and approving all the scripts. So he is as much uh, involved in this one as uh, the first version. I love um, that. And uh, yeah, I mean, uh, for for the most part, and I'll just be tooling around, and and hopefully I get to run into you and and geek out with you in San Diego. I love that. I hope so. And just uh, can wish you continued success and just more iconic characters and 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 just years and years. I hope that they have to pry these characters out of your cold dead hands. <laughs> <laughs> My cold, dead Filipino hands. That's right. Let him know. Buck Bunny's Filipino. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm trying to convince Warner Brothers to animate him with some lumpia instead of a carrot. You know, the, the Filipino, the Ooh, Filipino egg roll. Go for that right now. Oh, I love the lumpia. Oh there you my go. god. Yeah. <laughs> uh, last question. It's the same thing I asked for a lot of guests. It's just for a little piece of advice, a little pearl of wisdom, maybe something passed down to you years ago, or something you just discovered recently. I don't really care what it is, and I don't even care if you give it to us or a character. Just something <laughs> to help our getting better community to get better. Well, Earth Creature, never give up. I know I've been trying to blow up planet Earth, and it hasn't happened yet. But never give up, because even as an alien from not your planet, you will always wonder what if, and I know that sounds cliche, uh, however, I I do enjoy the Ron Funches show getting better, but it obstructs my view of Venus, therefore I shall have to blow it up. (laughs) That's good, simple, classic advice. Don't destroy me. It's not possible. I can never be defeated. Uh, But other than that, never give up. I agree with that. Eric, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy day to spend a little bit of time with us. And um, I just appreciate knowing you. And I hope I see you soon. I hope I see you at Comic-Con. We get a burrito. You ever go to Lucha Libre and get the burrito? Oh, yeah! Lucha Libre, Lucha Vavum, all the luchas everywhere. Uh, yes. whatever, whatever you got, I'll take it. Uh, and on that note, yeah, the, 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 uh, that's all, folks. 